Welcome to Backyard Boards and Beer, a rink building podcast. We are in no means authorities on rink building, but the three of us have a ton of experience with our completely different rink setups. Consider us your outdoor rink therapists, so grab a beer and let's get into it. All right, I'm going to hit us up with a topic uh, unrelated to hockey. All right, let's do it. To open this one. Uh, Like the other night, the other night I was making a sandwich because I was hungry. Like you make a sandwich, like ham, cheese. Number one, it never looks like the photo on the the bag of meat. (laughs) And number two, do you ever feel fulfilled after you make yourself a sandwich at home? No. Whoa, buddy. You got to get better at making sandwiches, man. Right? But you do? Oh, here, first off, it's an art form. My Scooby Snacks, as I call them. Ooh, if you're going to go make a sandwich, make a sandwich, right? If you're just using ham and cheese, man, we got to get you some better well, like ingredients. A, like a mustard. Ham and cheese and mustard? Yeah. Come, come on, man. Good You're not okay. cutting it, man. All right, let's swing this over to Mike. Uh, so here's the thing. I, w- I was asking myself, does he have pictures of sandwiches <laughs> that he's made? <laughs> This was the unfulfilling one I had last week. I, I, was, I wasn't expecting him to say packaged meats like he's got a menu in his kitchen. I had to go make the ham and cheese. How far back does that menu go? We got years of ugly sandwiches here we're preparing to? I got way in on this. No, I, it, sandwiches get a big thumbs down. It's nothing more than sustenance. All right. Even if you make it, you know, you're, obviously you're huge into barbecue. You don't make a barbecue sandwich or maybe some leftovers or whatnot and really... Send it to town? Anything between two slices of bread, with the exception of grilled cheese, is mediocre at best. <sighs> That's a hot take. That's a hot take. Yeah, I mean, you you got to put a lot of effort into it to make it palatable. You've never gone and bought like a six-inch wide, maybe 12-inch long, uh, uh, half loaf of Italian bread, put some nice uh, salami on it, all the trimmings that you can think of, and there's a lot of trimmings depending on what you like. You've never done that, cut it up and eat it and felt, well, one, way overweight. And then, like, you know, I'm fulfilled at this point. All right, number one, you said eat it, which is <laughs> awesome. Hagerman, you want to wait? You want to wait on the sandwich? Here, Hagerman's going to wait on the sandwich. It's, it's all about the bread. I completely agree with you. Depending on what type of bread you got, if you go with a good bread, you, you sandwiches can be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to Subway if I want, like, a sandwich because, they're well, number one, they're artists. And number two, they have all the ingredients that I don't have. See, that's when I make a sandwich, it's, it's, there's areas of my house that are dedicated just to sandwiches. It's in the refrigerator, but it's, there's, you got to make a good one. Like I said, Scooby Snacks, I've always made them since high school, man, and when we go to town. Yeah, you know, I guess the other thing is maybe it's just like, uh, you know, it reminds me of like being five again. It's like, oh, here's a piece of bologna, here's a piece of cheese, and here's two pieces of white bread. Like, enjoy your basic lunch there, Simpleton. Hold on a second. You lost all credibility when you called Subway artists. I mean, let's not gloss over the artisans at Subway. Uh, I give, I give, I give the respect that they deserve at Subway. Absolutely, yes. I'm gonna say 30% of them are. uh, I'll, I'll say artists. There are 30% of their staff that. Yeah. Do a hell of a job. And I mean, there's some steep competition. You got Jersey Mike's. You got uh, Jimmy John's. People are coming up, and 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 yeah, Subway's put on notice now. Now Jersey Mike's, those guys are wizards. Yeah, I would, I would so. definitely agree. From what I hear, and this is this is a hot take, but uh, Jersey Mike's for breakfast sandwiches is killing it. 
Really? Yeah, from what I hear. I need to put it to the test, but from what I hear, they make a darn good breakfast sandwich. All right. All right. Good? We good? <laughs> yeah. We good? Uh, yeah, this- everything settled? <laughs> Sandwiches suck? All right. Case closed. <laughs> good talk, boys. <laughs> I'm going to buy you guys some condiments when, uh, <laughs> when I get home. That took a long, long, painful turn. <laughs> but I, I feel so. I think uh, let's vote on it. Sandwiches, yes or no? Uh, no. No? No, it's a yes for me. I'm a yes, yeah. How you win? Yes. yes, uh, three to two. Well, let's bring on our uh, guest. I'm <laughs> sure our guest is just thrilled. She's to thrilled to come on. The great sandwich debate. Of, well, that's going to be the first question. Is she's sitting there like, "What did I agree to go on? These morons are talking about sandwiches." I thought this was a hockey podcast. <laughs> There's no. Katie, how are you doing? I'm. You guys have no idea how bad I want to weigh in on this. Well, that's. Oh, a, so you, why don't you wait? You weigh in, and then we'll explain who you are. Because I feel like this will be even better. Okay, so in my spare time, what I have, I, I'm a foodie, big time. Nice. This was, this was I, I wanted to text you guys and be like, please let me in on this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I told you you would fit in well here. <laughs> I am a huge sandwich fan. If, and I'm going to say it, if you're making it at home, if you've never done a melty sandwich in the air fryer, oh. you're missing out. Wow. From the top rope, it's four to two now. <laughs> wow. Thank you very much. None of you, none of you guys here said anything about an air fryer. That's the next level. Yeah, I, mean, I, I got to be I, honest. You I guys haven't did. done it. I had, I had a lot of time to think about this. <laughs> so what are you? What are you throwing I in? Lot, I, I heard a lot of opinions. <laughs> well, it, misinformed opinions. <laughs> uh, you know, everybody's. I, I, re- I respect everyone's opinions. My opinions, sandwiches money all the time breakfast sandwiches or otherwise perfect so let's agree that we agree that mike and eric are wrong and let's get into some of this hockey all right i'm not sorry jimmy why don't you introduce katie then since i am now out oh oh all all right well katie's the director of program services for usa hockey uh we know katie from the usa hockey eagle river pond hockey championships that we've attended now for probably the last 11 or 12 years so katie tell us a little bit more about yourself that i get you right you did. Excellent. Um, you did. So I, uh, and I've been at USA Hockey for a little over 12 years now. Um, I started in um, specifically our adult hockey department, so which is where I met you guys. Yes. <laughs> uh, at, at Pond Hockey in Eagle River, Wisconsin, as you alluded to. And then a few years ago, um, I, I moved out of that role into the re- director of program services, which nobody really totally knows what that means. Um, <laughs> a lot of my um, job entails is overseeing our growth efforts at the youth level. Um, so helping our local associations around the country get kids into hockey. And then also um, liaising with our NHL partners, our learn to play program and helping our youth associations around the country um, with, you know, uh, how their board runs and, and board governance and, and kind of the underserved part of what our volunteer base does. And then a couple of years ago, moved back into the adult hockey realm. So not um, leaving the youth hockey side, but um, kind of got asked to step back in. So um, I thought that I think 2019, I thought was my last year for hockey. And then I made a return last year. So um Love to be back in it. I always say I have the fun bookends of hockey, getting kids into the game and helping our, our volunteers at the 
youngest ages, not the serious stuff in between, and then serving our adult hockey membership. Yeah, and shout out to all the volunteers that make those programs work because it's amazing how much work and, and effort goes into it, and we appreciate it every year. I mean, I think I think that's uh, I think that's the the first question is like you must have a staff up there in Eagle River that goes to that lake daily, like into <laughs> January and checks that ice and like sends you reports on on what it's looking yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah, we have some key players up in Eagle River that um, obviously having been there, I think, uh, you know, we've been going there for even longer than I've been at USA Hockey. And just, it's it's kind of, um, I joke about it a lot, but it really is kind of our home away from home. Like I talk to people in Eagle River all year round, essentially. Uh, and they start checking the ice, the ice more than a month in advance um, and giving us updates. So uh, it's, it's a pretty special, unique event compared to what we get to do. I think what people think at USA Hockey is like, when you think of USA Hockey, you think national teams, right? Like the Olympics and our women's national team is always in the spotlight, and um, I, which is awesome. And it totally sheds a light on what USA Hockey does. But some of the stuff that, um, you know, we do that, that people don't necessarily know about, you guys do because you've been there, um, is the adult hockey side of it. And our big, I would say, one of our best events that we do at USA Hockey, which is our pond hockey tournament. And so how many rinks, I know I'm looking at the pictures, what does it look like, 30-some-odd rinks that you're maintaining up there or getting started or whatnot? Um, yeah, so any given year, depending on how many teams we have and, and depending on lake conditions, when we're able to be on the lake, um, you know, anywhere from 20 to 30 rinks. Oh, man, that is awesome. So, just, yeah. so do you find there's a difference, like, I mean, this year you guys moved to the derby track which I'm yeah. sure is not an easy choice to make, but it's a smart choice. But it's you, pure safety. It's pure <laughs> safety. But do you find, like, yeah. there's a thing about playing on a pond where the ice, Mother Nature gives you ice, and then you go to the derby track, and it's more of a man-made ice. Yeah. Do you find there's a big difference, or do the people feel different in the lake ice versus the man-made ice, or are they? is it just all ice when you're talking so, to people? Uh, I think, I mean, it's twofold, right? From our side, we always want it to be on the lake. Pond hockey is not pond hockey when it's not on a pond. Um, and there's something pretty special. You guys have been there about driving down, you know, through the woods, kind of. You can't see it from the road. Mm-hmm. You got to drive down through the woods to get to the lake. And that's a pretty special atmosphere uh, that you can't replicate if you're not on a lake or a pond. Um, we are super, super fortunate. And you said it before about our volunteer base in Eagle River is that we're, uh, our event is hosted in a community that has such a big volunteer base that wants to help us make it happen. Like we're based in Colorado Springs. So we're not on site, you know, leading up, we do site visits, but we're not there for the weeks leading up to it. Um, and so we're super fortunate. We have a place to have it off the lake. Um, as long as it's cold enough, knock on wood, it was, this year, sort of, if you were there. Um, it got a little bit warm and dicey there on Saturday afternoon. But they also have the ability to make ice in their parking lots and on their snowmobile track as long as weather conditions allow, and they have so far. So we haven't had to cancel it other than COVID yeah. because we have that alternate location. What I've heard is that the ice is typically better at the derby track because it's smoother. You're not dealing with lake ice shifting and cracking and, and all of those things. Uh, so people like that and we have an inside area that everyone can hang out, but for sure the feedback that we get and the way we feel from, you know, the standpoint of running it is on the lake is always best. 
yeah, when it's on the lake, there's just so much more of a social connection. People tend to stay outside and watch other games much more more yeah. often. Um, but what you guys did this year was just remarkable. I mean, you had daytime temperatures in the high 30s, low 40s, and it was still skatable ice. I don't know how you managed it, but it was really remarkable to watch, and it was really fun to play on. We appreciate all the effort that went into doing that. I don't either, and I was really nervous when I started walking around on Saturday, but we got it done. <laughs> so, uh... so do you do you run do you run or attend any of the other uh, outdoor events that USA Hockey puts on? Like, was it Buffalo? I think has one. Are you involved in? We any? actually no, we don't run those. A lot of oh, okay. adult hockey events are sanctioned through USA Hockey, so a lot of people sanction it, require insurance, and, and we offer some member benefits for those. But this is this is the only one that we actually run from the national office. Oh, mm. you know, I, I my my parents have a cottage in Carpenter Lake. Uh, just a couple lakes over from yeah. um, the Dollar Lake. And, yeah, I mean, just getting people out on the ice. I mean, it, when we did it growing up, it's nowhere near as organized <laughs> as, what, <laughs> as what you guys have done, not only in the Derby, but on the lake in years past. But there's something to be said being on the lake. Uh, and don't get me wrong, the Derby, uh, I did not make it up there this year. But uh, from what I've heard, it's it, just amazing. But, yeah, that feeling on the pond, it's it's fun, you know, but it, just, I'm looking at pictures of what you guys did at the Derby. I, that's amazing. I have a problem doing one rink in my backyard, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and given, um, you know, this, even if you have volunteers or whatnot, the level of frustration, whether you got volunteers or 100 people, is, is still very high. So it's pretty remarkable what you guys I, did up there. I would like to say that um, we're just, hopefully what, what you guys see from a player experience, like, Whatever happens behind the scenes from our end and organizing from USA Hockey standpoint or our group from US Ice Rinks is really our ice crew when we get on site or the volunteer base that's getting everything ready from the get-go. I'm not going to say it's low stress, but the dedication that all around that people have to making sure this happens no matter what is, is pretty incredible. And I, I mean, that's kind of what makes hockey people special, right? Like, it, it, it's why I do my job we get to work with the best people but we just want to make sure the players have a good experience and the amount of stuff that we have to do behind the scenes doesn't really matter when we get there and yeah it got warm on saturday but you're right the ice was still skatable we moved games up on sunday a little bit to make sure we could get through it we we don't want to ever have anything canceled and not from you know, a business standpoint, but more, can we make this happen? All these people came here and like, we really care about it. Like I said, I've been here 12 years and it's, um, we didn't, we care about it. We want to make sure it's a good experience. So as long as you guys don't have to ever see any of the frustration, um, it's frustration, but it's totally worth it. Yeah. So did you, did you grow up playing outdoor hockey? I mean, how did, how did you end up uh, at USA hockey? What was your, what, what's your origin story? What's your backstory? So I am from Minnesota, um, and so I actually, in my younger ages, was a figure skater. My brother was a hockey player. He's a couple years younger than me, but typical rink rat, Minnesota kid, um, and by the time I was at elementary school, I was kind of done with figure skating, and then I had a bunch of friends playing hockey, which is not uncommon in Minnesota, um, played high school hockey, and then I played in the ACHA in college, uh, and then I, I had a sport management degree. Um, you know, my dad went to the University of Minnesota. He's from Minnesota. So we were just around hockey my whole life. Um, my mom, I would say, was really 
the driver for the love of hockey. Uh, she grew up in North Dakota and was like a lifelong intense college hockey fan, super knowledgeable. Um, she passed away a few years ago, unfortunately. But when I look back on it, I'm like, man, like when I think, oh, I got into hockey because I'm from Minnesota. And then I kind of got into hockey because of my mom. So um, I did an internship outside of hockey. I went and worked for a minor league hockey team in Iowa right out of college doing group ticket sales. Moved to Colorado to work in baseball and then got out of sports. Like, I, I, you know, baseball just wasn't my thing. It was a cool experience. And then a guy I had worked for at the minor league hockey team um, when working at USA Hockey, actually, um, a little over 12 years ago and said, hey, listen, I know you got out of sports, but apply for this job in the adult hockey department, if nothing else you know, come and meet everybody that's in the office. You're still in the hockey world. Um, I was playing adult league and, and then, you know, 12 and a half years later, here I am. So. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So we're a very short version. That's a, <laughs> so in your position, have, I'm, I'm guessing that you've traveled all over the country yep. with, with USA. Where, where was your favorite, where, where's been your like top one or two places you've been? Ooh. In the country or out of the country? Out of the country. Okay, out of the country. So I've been very fortunate. Um, this isn't the case for everybody again. Like, I don't work with our, um, you know, Olympic teams or anything like that, but I've gotten to travel overseas with our um, World University Games teams, which are made up of ACHA players uh, several times, which has been a really cool experience. Um, and I would say, oh, I mean, I got pretty fortunate. Like, I got to go to, like, Italy and Spain, oh, which wow. are really cool and not, like, typical hockey places. Um, I had really, really good experiences in um, Kazakhstan and Russia. Because those, I, and I think I say that because those are places I never would have gone if it weren't for my job. That's uh, and the people we got, the people we got to work with were just unbelievable. Wow. So. I don't think of hockey when I think of Spain. I, no. Never, no. <laughs> do they have a national team that that I miss them? Does Spain have a national hey, hockey well, team? So it, it it was like their collegiate hockey team. So it's the World University, and so it's all university players. Okay. Um, and we were we were in a beautiful part of the country. We were in Granada, and what's cool is it's like a two week tournament. So you're kind of in the city. Uh, it was seriously atypical of of being in anywhere that was hockey related. Um, I was with our women's team and. They converted like a basketball rink to a hockey rink, so it wasn't always ideal. But the people were just awesome to work with in that town. Um, it was gorgeous. Like I would walk from the rink back to our hotel because uh, it was way too nice out to be hockey season. Um, but that was pretty neat. Oh, that, that's beyond neat. I I, I only played yeah. high school hockey at, at the the peak of my career. How did you say so you didn't end up in Spain, Anthony? <laughs> I only went home. I went 15 miles from my home. That's the most. <laughs> She's puddle jumping over to Europe. That's awesome, man. <laughs> I feel very fortunate to have gotten to go with those teams. Those, they were they were pretty cool experience. Absolutely, that sounds great. All right, hey, we're uh, we're gonna hit you up. We got we have five questions we like to ask everybody before we uh, close up shop. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What is your jersey number and why? Okay, so my jersey number is seventy seven. This isn't even a good story, but it's because I love the number seven. Okay. And I was number seven in high school and college. And then I got to my 
adult women's team. I think somebody already had seven, so I just went with 77. Nice. You don't have to think we've asked this. I'm not like Ray Bork or anything. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to say it is, but it's not. Like, I met him in a parking lot. He was awesome. No. Just as sweet. No, just kidding. I like the number seven. It was already taken. Just give me all the sevens. (laughs) How many you got? I'll take as many. If somebody already has 77, I'll take three. Nice. (laughs) Put one on the sleeve. Um, (laughs) did, Did your parents build you an outdoor rink when you were growing up? No, and they didn't have to. We actually had a park less than a block from us, um, an outdoor Little Acre Park in New Hope, Minnesota used to flood, and we had this cool warming house. Like, it was a great park in the summer, but in the winter, they would flood the field. So even though I was a figure skater when I was, like, a younger kid, we all had hockey sticks. So, like, I would go out there and play hockey in my figure skates with all of, like, our neighborhood friends and my brother and all of his buddies. So they didn't really have to go. If we had one, we could walk there. All right, so I, I think then that uh, the question's going to uh, go to Eagle River. So when you when you walk out to Eagle River, when you get up there, and you walk out and see those rinks, what are three words that describes that feeling up in Eagle River? Oh, man. Uh, I feel um, fortunate. I, uh, you know, we just talked about fame, but uh, one of my favorite things is the first morning that I get to the to Dollar Lake, uh, especially early before teams are there. It's just, it's super serene. So fortunate, uh, content, um, and, and nervous in a good way. Of how, <laughs> how, how, how's the weekend going to go? Is it going to get to 42 degrees today? <laughs> oh, yeah, please stay below freezing. <laughs> All right. What is your, so we're, we're going to go back to the USA Pond Hockey Championships. What is your, if, if a new, a new, what is your number one tip for a new team coming to play? Um, try not to plan too hard, but plan enough to be there early enough for your game. Like get there way earlier than you think you need to be. Uh, but, but be open to anything. You just got to be open to the experience. I mean, you guys have been there. Yeah. I always tell people that are, I, I have friends that actually came for the first time this year. And even though it wasn't on the lake, I said, just don't have any expectations for how this is going to go. Oh, it never so, like, goes. It never goes. It. Yeah, like, we don't even, from an organizer standpoint, I'm like, we don't know who's going to talk to us about what anytime someone walks up to talk to us. So just enjoy it. The atmosphere is awesome. Like, everybody at the end of the day, I think you guys know this, is there to ultimately have a good time. Uh, so be open to it. Like, if stuff changes, stuff changes. You got to roll with it. And then, I guess, look for the guys with beer. I mean, you know, back, yeah. in, the, back, in, the day, you, <laughs> back in the day, you could win three games and not make the playoffs. So I know. We adjusted that, as you know. <laughs> there was a year, and I was part of that year, where we were like, this doesn't make any sense. we got to change this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we, Eric's not salty about that one at all. <laughs> never, <laughs> never comes up. <laughs> never comes up in conversation. Eric, is that why you asked me on the podcast? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right, all right. Well, the reason you're on the podcast is because Jimmy thinks – that you give priority to the founders team every year. And I say you don't, but he swears that you do. So are we making sure she never comes back on this again? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to say this, Anthony. Thanks for coming on. You know, I hope we talk to you again. All right, moving Jimmy, on. Wait. wait, can I have a follow-up question on that? Jimmy, if you think I give priority to founders, what team do you play off? Well, so, <laughs> be, careful, be careful answering that question. No, no. So 
I can say it now because we just finished our last season as the Milwaukee Poncocks. Moving forward, we will be playing with a different oh. team name. Oh, <laughs> I see. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> In the back of her head right now, she's like, I know this kidding. guy. <laughs> no, I know. I know exactly who you are. <laughs> 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 uh, we have fun every year. You know, some years we go up there, we win three games. Some years we go up there, we don't win any. But every year we have a blast. So it kind of seems like that's a theme of the get, whole event, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah, win, I'm lose, get, or draw. I'll, yeah, I'll get serious for a second. Like we, we, I, I really genuinely mean this, and we appreciate so much the teams who have who come back here to year and make it what it is. And when you guys have been there a lot of times, it makes it more fun for teams who are just coming. Because you know how fun it is, and you know what you just said. Some years you could win, some years you might not win a single game, and but you're still coming back. And so I think a lot of those new teams are like, oh my god, people actually just don't really care. And Eagle River is super unique. So wait, so you didn't direct your whole comments about sandbagging to Jimmy's team directly? Is that just a? <laughs> I thought that was right at him. I feel like we're going to get a letter of cease and desist. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's what's unique about this event, right? Like, we've all played sports growing up in different tournaments or whatnot. And and let's be honest, you go to these things to win, right? And you go to some, like, say, basketball, tennis, whatever it may be. And you don't win, and you you kind of walk away like, "Mm, this tournament wasn't fun because I didn't win. The times that they've gone up there, I, I, I haven't been up there in recent years, but it is a fun time. Mm-hmm. Win, lose, or draw, yeah. you're enjoying it. It looks like that's the atmosphere. Even the team that beats you, I, I really don't see any you know malice or anything. It's just again, it's just a great time, good experience. Yeah, because you know you're going to yeah. be you're going to be in the bar with them in uh, 20 minutes drinking a beer anyway. So exactly, it's a very small town, so chances are you're going to run into that team. If yeah. it's if it's curling, it's called broomstacking, <laughs> which was our last our last episode where you just get together with the other team. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last last question: uh, If heaven exists, and you get up there to that uh, hockey rink in the sky, what do you want God to say? I well, this one's gonna get real sappy. Uh, I am hoping he says, hey, your mom's waiting for you over on that rink, and she's really proud of what you've done. Oh, man. I like that. That is good. Yeah. That is good. Oh. Katie, thank you for being on the episode. I'm sorry if we put you on the spot with a few of these questions. No, thank you, guys. This is awesome. <laughs> hold, I, on, I hold on, hold on. No. I was talking to you guys. Oh, Katie, not, all. not we. No. <laughs> you two. I've supported her since she's been on this show. Right. Thank you. Oh, thank you for coming on. <laughs> And thanks for coming on, and hopefully we can talk to you again in the future. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Katie. Uh, We're putting a team together, Anthony, next year. She's not letting you guys in. (laughs) (laughs) I love that when you said your name, the team, and she goes, oh, yeah. I know exactly who you are. I'm like, oh, we're going to get a letter from her lawyer, cease and desist that episode. We're going to get blackballed. Oh, we were so close this year, man. We lost 10 to 9 in the finals of the but how, why don't you? Well, how did your first two games go, though? Uh, first two games were solid. I mean, we played great. <laughs> See, I think you're letting the listeners don't know the whole. So Eric thinks that we sandbagged, uh, which I don't think we did, because clearly we didn't win the tournament, so we couldn't have been that So your, your first two games don't matter because you didn't win? It's not our fault that some of the teams maybe weren't in the right division. Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> but anyway, so Eric, I want to hear more about the plan for next year. You and Anthony are going to get a group together for the team this, next year? 
I mean, I, as long as the expectation is significantly lower than low, well, Anthony, I'm in. We already know what your expectations for most things are. Yeah. <laughs> it's low. <laughs> it is. I told you, my, my, my family's got a, a cottage over on carpet. It's not a, a four-season tournament, but, it's not, it's or not. four-season cabin. But <laughs> So we have, there's no heat in the cabin? Does that mean you're putting tents in the backyard? Or? Oh, no. It is cold. I've experienced. <laughs> uh, there's there's electricity. Not, no, no. And, and that is it. No water. No nothing. I don't think that that's going to work. Yeah. You have enough beers with me. We'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, yeah. <laughs> let's wrap this one up, guys. <laughs> I'm Eric. I'm Anthony, the one that Katie liked. <laughs> it's Jim. <laughs> we'll see you guys.